Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today we are going to talk about something that is so important, building a team in our families. And I don't know about you, but that idea of having a team in my home instead of me just having to do everything myself sounds like a pretty good gig. I mean, that just sounds like, oh yeah, let's, let's figure out how to create this team. So today we have Summer with us that is from the company called Raising Families. It is her family company that has been going for many years. And so I would love to introduce Summer to you. So Summer, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your family company? Okay. Uh, Well, I am, of course, I'm a mom um, working on raising my own family team. Of course, I have a five-year-old son and a six-month-old daughter, uh, and we're here with my husband in Southern California. Um, I grew up here, uh, got the benefits of my mother's, you know, family team teachings as much as we could as well. She's, um, she has, you said it was a family business. It's, you know, it's been her life's passion really is the truth. And it became a company. um, We're a nonprofit, actually. It became a a nonprofit more than a decade ago. She's been gathering people and connections and learning from all different kinds of industries about what it takes to raise a family Um, different than just raising yourself or raising your kids. A team dynamic of raising a group of people together uh, is what is what you know your family team and raising a family is all about. Um, it was co-founded with her husband Rick, uh, Rick Stevens, who was um, very high-ranking in the Boeing company for his entire career, uh, many many decades, and he retired several years ago as the senior vice principal of uh, human relations worldwide. Right. So from starting out as a mathematician all the way up to senior VP, he spent a lot of his career learning and teaching other people to be leaders and which is really different than being a manager. And I know we'll get into that later, but learning about leadership, learning how to inspire others. And my mom threw a little uh, uh, summer science camp that the Boeing company did and she wanted to go, but she needed a kid as an excuse to show up. So that's how (laughs) that's how I got to go. She signed me up. Rick uh, came by one day to look at the campers. My mom met him and said, you know, you could, you could really use my expertise learning and teaching uh, to other people about leadership, about families, and about what the community can do together to support families. And that's how it started, gosh, 15 plus years ago. And eventually it evolved, 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 changed from workforce dynamics to very specifically talking to parents you know, I, in the meantime, was going to college studying architecture, um, doing that, enjoying it, but got to a point in my life where I needed to be more focused, wanted to start my family. I wanted to be a certain kind of parent, uh, a mom that could stay home with her kids. And so I left architecture and they said, why don't you come work for us? We need someone to do, it started out with graphics and simple things and eventually evolved into what we're doing today, which is where I get to talk with wonderful people like you, meet all kinds of people on social, redo, you know, everything from the, from the website to our packets and our handbooks and our seminars. And like, now I get to be a part of everything um, just as my time has evolved and I've had more children and learned more about being a parent. Um, 
So that, that's been marvelous. As an organization, we are focused on helping parents understand what leadership is, how to become a team, how to transition from raising very little kids to raising capable, uh, self-sufficient, incredible adults over time and maintaining that close relationship from the time they are babies to the time that you know, their children are adults looking at this long-term spectrum of your relationship together and being a team is really the most worthwhile, incredible investment that you can do or that you can make in your family and yourself. So, I mean, when you talk about that, which well, I love your business, by the way, and how you guys have grown and the, the power of, you know, your mom's husband and her coming together and, and what they have built and created of leadership in the family and teaching families how to build that team and, and leaders in their family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the question that comes for me I, is, then what does a team look like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what does that actually look like? I know, like, my kids are really little. And so trying to create a team feels challenging because, you know, you have little tiny people running around. But I, I'm interested, is it possible for people to have a team even when their kids are little? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you got you to think about the, the, what does it really mean to be a team? And that's where everybody is invested in everybody's success, okay? And we're all invested in each other and maintaining this, developing and maintaining this relationship. So when your children are very little, a parent's job is to teach them to become more self-sufficient among many other things, of course, but you're going to be doing a lot more for your child, showing them how things can be done around the house to take care of themselves, learning how to be in a relationship, learning how to handle emotions. Yes, there's a lot more uh, effort by the parents when your kids are little, but in the main focus of your team building right there is going to be with, with your partner, right? Understanding what support you need from each other, uh, where your backgrounds differ, you know, specifically related to uh, what parenting, what good parenting, quote unquote, is, you're, you're spending all that time developing your team with your partner so that you guys are on the same page, so that you work together, so that, um, so that you both feel like you have each other's back and kids don't have the opportunity to, you know, play one off the other, or at least not very often. <laughs> Kids will always find a way, but so that you guys are united front and you feel strong together, that you are raising uh, your children, that you are evolving as a family, and that you are there for each other. And as your children get older, then they take on more responsibility. That, and, you know, this can be at five or six years old. I, they feel like they are important, that they are valued, that they their opinions matter, that their feelings matter, that they're uh, contributions are worthwhile. It, it's a long process. You know, it doesn't happen quickly, but it, it once, once you get the ball rolling of how everybody feels together and works together, then it lasts a lifetime and it only gets stronger. So you have to know that this is a long-term investment. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I, I guess what it comes down to is like us as moms sometimes struggle with the, the feeling of being a martyr, right? Like, Oh, I just give everything. And I, you know, it's just, I have to give everything. How do people get out of that mindset? Like how, how could we help mothers get out of the martyr mindset 
and more into a team creating mindset. So moms have to do, and I've done it too, have to do some really deep diving into their own self, their own examples, maybe of how their, their mothers or grandmothers portrayed what good motherhood was. And again, I always, you know, do the air quotes around good because that definitely changes generation to generation. Um, I, my experience working with moms is, is oftentimes it is that martyrdom is self-imposed. We, we think that we have, the only way to be a good mom is to do everything ourselves and, or I can't deal with other people doing it wrong. Like it's a control thing, right? So I'd rather just do it myself so that I know that it's done right and it's done more efficiently, whatever it is, right? It's just the, the ongoing mental and physical load of being a parent. If I do it myself, then I know it's done right and then I don't have to worry about it. But over time, that becomes a huge weight on our shoulders and we begin to resent that experience. Yes. So getting <laughs> out of that is doing, is doing a deep dive and saying, is this worth it? Is this how I want to live my life? And if the answer is no, then we start the process of, I always, I always say the first step is for parents, for a mom herself, because it's usually the mom who instigates this process to do a little journaling and write down, you know, what, what would a team feel like? What does that mean to me? And does that mean that my partner, I have to write everything out and my partner, you know, executes those details and then I feel supported or do I need him or her to be in charge of, um, you know, dinners or some finding summer camps. That's a big thing that's happening right now. Like what, what does a team look like to me? Then you take that and you very openly go to your partner and say, listen, I feel a crushing weight or I feel like I'm just got too much going on right now. I want to feel like you are as invested in our family and its development and growth as I am. And they may say, you know, of course I am. What are you talking about? Then you say, okay, then let's have this conversation. These are things that I need for me. These are things that I need from you. What do you need from me? What would, and you know, other people may take longer because you've been thinking about it. You've already done your list. You've done all these things. Other people may take some time to figure out what, what does a team mean to them? And then you come together and meet in the middle. And that's where the, that's where the, you know, when your kids are young, you start that team process with your partner. You've, you've got to come to the realization that your job as a parent is not to make life easy for everybody else, right? It's to teach them how to take care of themselves and I don't mean that in a harsh way. Of course, we are all together and supporting each other, but, but you doing everything for your children and your partner, frankly, does not benefit them in the long run. It, it makes them dependent on you. So if you can get in your mind, okay, my, my job as a leader is to give everybody else an opportunity to succeed, to develop themselves, to become more capable individually, then I am going to stop doing everything for everybody and start teaching them how to do it for themselves. And along with all these other aspects, I know we can talk about with, with what it means to be a family team, that that's the core of it, that you're imbuing other people with the opportunity. You're giving them the opportunity to succeed. And that means you stop doing everything. So we, we get that in our hearts and say, okay, I'm going to commit to this. Then you start with your partner and then together you go to your kids and say, okay, we're going to start changing things. Let's talk about how we're going to do this. 
Well, and I, I'll just say like, I feel like I'm definitely at that place right now where my kids are finally starting to get old enough that I can direct them, but it's, it is the how, like, okay, what do I, what do I give up that they can, they can do on their own. Right. So the, they're starting to make some food by themselves and they're able to put their own laundry away and, and being able to pick up different areas of the house, like efficiently and, and different things like that, without as much micromanaging as we had to do when they were a lot littler, like working side by side them. So I guess it's, it literally is just like a mindset shift of like letting go of like that. I have to do everything for these little people as they're getting bigger. And, you know, the, the two-year-old can go get his diaper. The two-year-old can go put his jacket and his shoes away. The two-year-old can, you know, get in the car by himself and buckle the bottom of his car seat, you know, like different things like that, where it's, it, it's taking a load off, but I really think it's the mom's mindset mm-hmm. of like, you know, this is what I've known for so many years of doing everything by myself and giving everything of myself and then getting resentful and angry, Absolutely. you know, when they, we hit a point where we're like, okay, we, is, is anyone else in this or am I in charge of every single person here? You know? And so it, I, I think what kind of I caught from you too, was that it takes some self-control to be that leader. So instead, you know, so if, if someone's like feeling angry or upset that something's not running the way that they want them to, like, why isn't anyone helping out? Like, why do I have to do all this kind of stuff? What it really takes is the self-control to step back and create a p- proactive plan Mm-hmm. to lead everybody. And I think that's, that's definitely, um, something to practice that <laughs> can get, you know, better with time. Yeah. And it, it, of course it's hard. And we want a lot of women, myself included, have been guilty of expecting other people to be mind readers. Okay. Particularly of our partners. Why don't they just see that this needs to be done? Why? Do, because, Maybe their mothers did everything for them. Maybe, you know, who knows what's going on in their background. The mature adult says, we are, we are together in this. Let's figure this out. And I'm going to say what I need. Say what you need, women, ladies, anybody, frankly, who's listening to this, say what you need. Do not expect others just to know what it is, okay? Your, your healthy relationship is built on that, on that communication right there. Children are not going to spontaneously come out and say, oh, let me take that load off your shoulders, mom. They, they show you that they want to be involved when they're little, like two years old, like you were talking about, two, three, four, they want to be involved. And too many of us, you know, shoo them away because they're going to make the mess bigger or they're going to make, you know, make it less efficient to, to do whatever you're doing. Then they get the message, you know, I, I'm not supposed to be involved. This is not for me. And so as they get older, that, that message has already been, you know, uh, has already been embedded in their brain. And we, as parents are thinking, Hey, they're, they're older. They're more capable now. They're more dexterous. Why aren't they helping out? Well, because you already set the example that you don't want them around. You don't want them involved. So we start when they're really young, developing capabilities and, and taking the time to, to let them do it wrong, you know, <laughs> let them figure it out, let them build the skills so that it's already a part of their habits and thoughts and um, 
you know, intrinsic motivation to be involved in the house as they as they get older. Yeah, well, I, I want to share an example of something that I did recently that I need to continue to do, but I need to actually plan my meal prep around learn having them help me. But a couple of weeks ago, I had my kids make the salad. We usually make like a big bowl of salad that'll last us multiple days and stuff. And so like the four-year-old got a butter knife and had to cut the cucumbers and the, you know, the seven-year-old actually got like a sharp knife and cut up the red peppers and, you know, the carrots and different things that went in it. Oh, she shredded the carrots, something like that. And I mean, it definitely looked a lot different than if I would have cut everything, you know, right. When I cut it, they're all like, they all look the same. They're all in the same shape <laughs> and size and different things like that. And, but they cut it up and then, you know, we threw it together and put everything in and they were so proud when daddy came home to be like, look, I made this salad. And he's Yay. like, yes, you did. You know, I can definitely tell this was you that made the salad. And I am so proud of you. You know, and was it still edible even with it was, it was totally. Pieces? And they ate so much of it because they had made it because they had invested. Yes. They had invested their time and energy into it. And that is true with food, with taking care of the house, with their stuff, with their emotions and their trust in you. It's all the same pattern. We give the opportunity over and over and over and over again. And eventually it it comes to be a habit of, of trusting each other. Um, enough to, to be a team and to weather those ups and downs of life. Yeah. So I, I just really think it comes with a mindset shift and like actually focusing on what can I do today to have everybody work together? Like, because I think when you're coming out of that martyr mindset, whether either you learned that from your mom, like your mom did everything for you. And so that's how you think that you're supposed to do it. Or maybe society is taught a little bit about that, or that's what we assume motherhood is like. Uh, I really just think it's like putting a focus towards just even a simple daily thing of, okay, what can I do right now to create the team as well as like sitting down and having a communication and writing out what we want, but just that, that active practicing each day is like, I I know at least helpful for me to try to think of, okay, what can I do to have help with all these little other hands and Mm -hmm. other people in the home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're little, it's it's focused on actual physical tasks. And as they get older, then it's the practice of communication and building uh, emotional trust and, and, you know, all kinds of other relationship, you know, elements of a team dynamic. Um, but that, that's 100% it, you know, a lot of people have shared with me that when they try and approach their husbands with, I want to be a team, it gets manipulated into, you know, the husband or whomever saying, you know, basically he wants to go do something else and says, oh, honey, just why, why aren't you a team player? So I can go do this and you can stay here and take care of everything. Be a team player. It gets manipulated into this horrible, um, horrible thing that it's not supposed to be being, being a team does not mean one person gets everything they want and everybody else has to suffer. Being a team is about everybody. Like I said, everybody being invested in everybody's success. And so sometimes that is with getting help doing physical things. Sometimes that is getting help, you know, restoring your, filling your bucket, as we say around here, you know, filling your cup or whatever it's your emotional and mental stores. Um, 
everybody is involved in everybody's success. So it's not one person getting what they need and everybody else suffering. Yeah. Well, and, and part of the reason why we're talking right now is we definitely, we want to try to help moms prevent the crash Mm-hmm. because the crash is when you finally are like, Hey, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm standing up for myself. There's going to be new boundaries. Right. Which yeah. sometimes it may take that to actually realize like, Hey, I need to change some things. But so whoever's listening right now, if you haven't hit that pretty much anger point where you're like, Hey, I am determined to take care of myself. You know, I invite you to think about how you can try to prevent that moment of explosion mm-hmm. by focusing on creating a team on a daily basis starting now. Because yeah. I mean, I know I've hit points where like I I've given everything to make sure that everyone's situations are good and they have the, the fun that they need and all just everything that they need. And I find myself running dry because, yeah. you know, it's just, just, we, we have so much love and care in our heart to, help our family to be happy and healthy. Right. But, um, that, that crash and that burn is not a fun period of time for anybody. (laughs) I mean, it's not fun for anybody. So I I heard recently, a a thought about relationships that, you know, conflict is inevitable, but combat does not have to be (laughs) that, that crash and burn of, you know, fine, everyone just take care of yourselves. I'm leaving that that's the combat zone. That's when things are too heated, too elevated and nobody's in a good place. Yeah. Well, even go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, and sometimes making those boundaries is going to create conflict as well, but, you know, trying to say, okay, like mom's not going to do all these things anymore. Everyone needs to, you're definitely going to have some fight back a little bit because things have been easier for them by you doing all those things. So just realizing that, you know, creating the team is not always just going to be in the beginning about like, yay, everyone's in on this. (laughs) Like you might have a little bit of resistance. Have you, have you seen that? Like, as you teach people about teams that there's resistance, of course it, you know, who, who wants to take on more around the house? If you've been living a great life of everything being done for you, who wants to take on more? that that's that's the conflict part right yeah but that that's temporary and when you approach it with all of the love in your heart with openness and eagerness and the opportunity to talk about why you know why this change needs to happen and that it you know it's going to take many iterations many attempts uh to to get into a smooth flow um when you know that going in then then you can waver that conflict and say, yeah, I know, I, I hear you that you, you don't want to start doing the laundry or start vacuuming or start whatever it is, you know, in your family, but we are here together. We all live in this house. It is our responsibility to take care of it together. I love you. And I want us to be a team on this. So we're going to start. And you, you know, if your kids are a little bit older, you can offer them the opportunity to come up with what they want to do. So just like you were saying, your kids making the salad, let your kids, you know, say you come up with a list of five things and you say, okay, love bug, you know, which of these things do you want to be responsible for and let them pick it. And maybe it changes the next week. It, it doesn't have to be a hard and fast rule about what they are contributing to. It is, it is something that they can be invested in and try different things over time. So long as the basic habits 
like putting your laundry away, you know, in the laundry basket, the, the general tidiness, right? All of those things stay in place. Let your kids explore with different tasks around the house. Maybe you have a kid that really wants to pull weeds and another one that really likes vacuuming. I'm a weirdo that likes vacuuming. So I, <laughs> I took that up. I like folding laundry. I don't really care about the dishes. It, you know, as adults, we have preferences. Your kids are going to have preferences. So let yeah. know that it takes time. There will be some conflict to start. That's okay. That's expected. We, you, you work on these things together and, and saying that's my number one tip referring to yourselves as a team is the biggest, most important brainwash you can start right now. We are a team. We're going to do this together. Use that phrase as often as you can <laughs> make that part of your regular vocabulary. Oh, I love that. And that's so true. I, I know for me, like when I teach my kids to eat vegetables, I just talk and talk about this is the best salad ever. And like this carrot is so good because you're right. It, the more that they hear it, the more that they experience it, the more deep it's going to go into their remembrance and also being a part of. So the, you know, I'm definitely, that's, that's going to be my first step today mm -hmm. is to start saying, Hey, we're going to start working on building a family team. We are a team when we're going to work together because that will also get my mind in the right place of right. creating, you know, a, a working environment where we all do stuff together. Yeah. I, I want to help you learn how to do this. So let, let's figure it out where, you know, what can I do to help you X, Y, Z? It's, it's really creating that relationship. We're going to do this together for the team. Yeah. I love that. So we are going to have summer teach in mom training, um, on May 25th. Nope. May 11th. Sorry. May 11th. We're going to have summer teaching, um, about eight secrets to creating your ultimate family team. Now we've just barely touched on why having a family team is important and just a couple little things about how to actually make that a possibility. But why don't you tell us just a, a really brief overview of what you're going to teach about, about these eight secrets. And, um, I love, I love that part of it is because there's no trophy for the most exhausted mom. You are so <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so keep, you know, everyone keep that at the forefront. No one is going to give you an award because you did everything for everybody else and you're falling down tired at the end of the day. So let's invest in ourselves and, and make this team dynamic. The eight secrets um, have to do with expanding this beyond the, you know, chores for kids idea. We've, we've talked, I feel like we've talked a lot about that today, but a team is, as I said at the beginning, it's about this relationship over a long period of time. So developing trust, um, understanding principles of communication, learning how to have a, a productive argument. You know, there, there are these different elements of learning as a parent so that you can develop this relationship and adjust your expectations uh, of what your children can contribute over time, of what your partner can contribute, what you should be contributing to the family team over time. There's, there's a, a series of things that are all about establishing those relationship dynamics. And I'm very happy and excited to start uh, sharing with your group what those things are. Yeah, no, I'm really excited because I'm definitely like a step-by-step -step person or like seen by example. So I'm really excited to learn some step-by-step -step things that I can do to create a team like that. That is like the piece that I need as we're like, okay, well, how do I put this together? Well, 
um, you know, you've shared some of your, your eight points with me and I am so excited to learn what I can do to create a better environment for my family, but especially for myself, which is kind of the manager of the home, trying to make sure everything is, is taken care of. And if I don't feel good, if I don't have the help that I need, then it's really hard for me to be the loving, you know, fun mom that I want to be. So, you know, having a team and everybody working together is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I can leave everybody with one idea to think about the difference between management and leadership. Okay. When we manage things, it's about checking off a list, right? It's, I got to get this done, this done, this done, this done, this done. Okay. It's completing your list. It is insular. It is not forward thinking. And we all have to manage some things sometimes, right? That's just how life moves on. But a leadership mindset is, is forward thinking. It's expansive. It's having a vision of where you want to go. It's learning about things that you don't know about right now, whether that be, you know, your own emotional background and your, your triggers and your whatever about being a parent that, so that you can become a better, more open, um, uh, open and trusting person. Leadership is about expansive thinking and growing and giving everybody the opportunity to try to fail, to try to succeed. All of these things about, you know, growing your team. Management is the to-do list. Leadership is the expansive growth. So we, if we don't have any of that leadership um, knowledge or experience, then we, we got to get some, we got to learn about it because that is how we enjoy each other <laughs> and our relationship, right? In, in families, if you're always focused on just checking off your to-do list, that that's not fun. That's, that, that's where we grow resentment. Yeah. Well, and it's, it sounds like with the, the definitions there, that true fulfillment comes when you focus on the leadership qualities, because you're building something beautiful mm-hmm. instead of just managing whatever's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. honestly what most of us mothers are looking for is fulfillment in the home because we do put in a lot of work. And so what if we could put in work that is very potent and, you know, that is making a difference and makes us feel fulfilled on the other end. That's really, that's really the goal. Absolutely. And you know what, if, if you don't know what's going to fulfill you start with that, you know, until we meet again in May, uh, (laughs) start with that list for yourself. What, what do I want to see happen? What do I want my kids to be capable of? Not just putting their clothes away, but you know, in life, I want them to be dynamic. I want them to feel comfortable talking to strangers. I want them to be confident in their contributions to the world. Like think big. And then you've got all this time with them while they're still living under your roof to do things uh, together so that they develop those, develop those qualities over time. Yeah. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. I know that even me talking with you right now, I'm like, okay, I got to go work on this. Like I got to work on my leadership qualities, creating a team and finding more fulfillment in my life by doing so. So thank you for sharing what uh, you guys, you teach here. 
My pleasure, my pleasure. We have lots of resources on our website and are you know, evolving our program to, uh, to make these things palatable for parents everywhere. Um, so very and you do have you have some amazing resources on your website. You really do. I've been I've been going through and you have some amazing um, different things that can help so many different areas of parent parenting. Um, so the website is raisingfamilies.org mm-hmm. and your Instagram is at family.life.coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you guys I've been a little in, inactive lately just because I have my six month old the uh baby. So <laughs> I will, don't be afraid that the last post was a while ago. I'm jumping back on soon. Please. I'd love to, to have everybody there too. Yeah. And you do a lot of really good content on your, um, social media. That's actually where I found summer was I was looking for, you know, fa- people that worked with family and I found their, uh, Instagram and was like, yes, this is exactly what, <laughs> this is what we need in our mom training and our podcast here. So, so Summer, glad. thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we are so excited for, uh, May 11th for our mom training ladies. If you have not yet signed up for mom training, head on over to dianaballard.com and get signed up for, our this session to make sure that you're in there. It's, it's amazing. We have a chat, we have Q and a, we get to be involved and actually share some of our own struggles and our victories together. So I would love to have you in there and ladies, we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast.